Jays, Marlins, scoreless, bottom of the third. And that's about what we got for you. We're going to talk some NBA draft tonight. We'll talk a little NFL, some college football right now, though. We're going to break down the Bradley Beal trade as the Wizards finalizing right now a trade to send three-time All-Star guard Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns for a package expected to include Chris Paul. We'll see if he actually ever suits up for the Wizards. Landry Shamet, several second-round picks. Also, Jonathan Goodwin and Isaiah Todd also going to be added into the deal. To talk about that and more right now, we welcome on Kevin Sheehan. You can give him a follow on Twitter, Kevin Sheehan, D.C., does the Team 90 Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing tonight, man? I'm well. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. So let's start. Uh, obviously, Brad Beal on the move. He's going to head to the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul, Landry, Shamet coming back in the deal as well as several second-round picks. Uh, what grade would you give the trade for the Wizards here who are obviously trying to rebuild, trying to shed some money? Uh, how do you think they did in this trade here? I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's an F because he should have traded him two years ago and gotten a haul back. But they thought Bradley Beal and they viewed him as a true superstar worthy of, you know, $251 million in a contract less than a year ago. And that was the big mistake. They had multiple opportunities over the years to trade him uh, and they didn't. And they've got to eat this. I mean, it was a, you know, it was a major um it was a major organizational failure. You know, the organization owned by, by Ted Leonsis, they, they fell in love with a the guy. They wanted to be loyal to him, but they were never going to contend with him as their highest paid player. And any of us that watched them over the years knew that. Now, this trade isn't on the new group. They, they got dealt a bad hand, a terrible contract with, with $200 million plus left on it and this ridiculous no-trade clause uh, that they gave to him when they gave him the money a year ago. So they were hamstrung from the beginning. But it, it's it's painful for Wizards fans because I think everybody realizes they had a chance to start this two years ago, you know, or even a year ago, um, and end up with a lot more in assets, and they'd be, you know, a year to two down the road already on this thing. So given the fact that the rebuild is inevitable, how do you think that impacts what the Wizards want to do in this draft? I mean, they're going to they're going to load up here for the next few years with as many draft choices as, as they can load up on and take as many swings and hope that, you know, they land a a star player or two, you know, 3 4 years from now. I mean, and they're going to do that with volume. Um it would be better to do it with first round picks, but with respect to this draft I'm sure they're going to be looking for a player with a massive ceiling. I don't know if that player is going to exist at eight, but, you know, we've seen Giannis and Kawhi get picked at 15th overall. We know where Jokic was picked. We know where Jimmy Butler was picked. And, you know, this is something, Trista, they haven't done well at all um, in recent years. Mm -hmm. They've drafted very poorly. Hopefully this group is, you know, they're good at evaluating and they can – find people at least one or two out of the next 10 to 12 that that they hope to draft over the next you know four years that can set them up for you know a run you know five years from now yeah really quickly just to follow up on that this is the same group with michael winger that drafted shea gilgis alexander in the right. 11th pick of the 2018 draft do you think that they try to go out and get uh like somebody from kentucky again like a case in wallace who kind of do a little bit of everything do you think they try to find a score-first point guard because we know that's the biggest need, like a Nick Smith and a reach? Or do they try to go for, like, a playmaking guard, in your opinion, like an Anthony Black? 
yeah, I don't know if Black will be there by the time they select at eight, but I really think it just comes down to trying to identify players that can really, you know, put them three to four years down the road in position to be a contender. They haven't contended for anything in the NBA in 44 years. That's how long it's been since they were in the finals. That's how long it's been since they were in the conference finals. They haven't won 50-plus games in 44 years. So Ted uh, Leonsis, the owner, did not want, you know, uh, to, 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 to get into this whole rebuild thing. He wanted to fight for 42, 43 wins and, you know, a six seed every year, and that just didn't work out for him. So with respect to who's there at eight, they're going to be looking for a player with massive upside potential they're not trying to win here in the next two years they're not looking for a guy to fit in with Porzingis and you know DeLon Wright could be a Thompson twin yeah I actually wanted to ask you about that we're talking right now with Kevin Sheehan you could catch his work he's a longtime host over at the team 980 in Washington DC do what do they do then with KP what do they do with Kyle Kuzma do you think they look to build around one of those guys then it's really interesting I mean it's going to say a lot this week you know you've got a minimum from a salary cap standpoint Porzingis has a player option. They both do. Um, Kuzma is obviously going to opt out. You know, the interesting thing about the three best players on their team last year in Kyle, um, Porzingis, and Beal is, to me, Porzingis was the best player and has the biggest, by far and away, you know, kind of upside ceiling. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. He had a borderline all-star season last year playing 65 games and he's 28 years old somewhere around there so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him if they view him as as a part of a longer term solution um and at the same time same time for porzingis is he going to get more than 36 million dollars for a year um off of one year uh playing relatively healthy i don't know maybe somebody gives him two years for 60 and he takes it um but he might exercise that player option when all is said and done if he exercises that player option, there's been news, uh, Kevin, just kind of chattering around that he felt the way that things ended with him in New York was just kind of sour grapes. And, he, you know, there's been rumors that maybe he wants to go back there. Do you think then, then they, if he opts in, there's a possibility that KP gets traded for more assets to a place like New York? Maybe, but it's a player option, so they'd have to work out a sign and trade. Um, on that, or he'd have to pick up the option and then, you know, work on an ex- an extension with New York. But, you know, New York was interested in Beal as well, but Beal held all the cards in that situation. And Porzingis, with this player option, kind of holds a lot of the cards as well. Do you like this move for Phoenix? I mean, Beal hasn't played 82 games since the 2018-19 season. He actually hasn't played more than 60 games since 2019. Do you like this move? Do you think he could actually stay healthy and contribute for the Suns this year? I mean, that's another big part of it. He's missed 74 games the last two years, you know. And uh, he look, he is a – we nitpick a lot about him here. The truth is he's a really good player. I mean, he's a very good scorer. Um, But he was never an elite player. He's not a top 10 player. He's not a top 15 player. I mean, he's maybe somewhere plus or minus two spots from 20. Um, he's a number three player on a contender, and that's what he'll be there. But to your point, he's got to stay healthy, and he's, he's not been able to do that. If he stays healthy and he can play off of Booker and Durant, they should be really good offensively. 
but they've got no depth and they you know the defending part could be an issue um but they should be able to score with anybody i still like denver more than phoenix i still think that a healthy clippers team um still would have given denver a run uh and maybe would have gotten by phoenix in the in the first run they 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 split with them in those first two before Kawhi went down i mean you know counting on him at this point is is not uh is is not very wise but yeah i mean they should be great offensively if he stays healthy do you think that Johnny Davis could be an all-star or somebody that you could maybe build around? I know that sounds <laughs> crazy. Hilarious. He averaged six points per game, but the last five <laughs> games he averaged 17, 6, and 4, which was decent. You know, the funny thing, and, and like nobody knows anything about these drafts, right? I mean, it, it's like Giannis goes 15, Kawhi goes 15, Jimmy Butler goes 30. You know, the best player in the NBA right now is the 41st selection overall. There is a lot of luck involved. I actually thought Johnny Davis played really well at Wisconsin his final year there and looked like a guy that could really create offensively and could defend. But he was in the G League most of the year. And at the very end, he got more comfortable. But an all-star, that would be a pretty big leap at this point based on the limited amount of time he had last year. Yeah, that's really interesting. Chris Paul, obviously not going to play a single minute in a Wizards uniform. I think we know that. Uh, the goal, obviously, was to be out from under Beal's contract. But with the Chris Paul sort of like situation, in your opinion, what direction do you think the Wizards go? Do they Are they able to get anything back for him? Uh, or do you, do you foresee, you know, if you were a, a betting guy, would, would you foresee them having to waive him? I mean, with here's the thing with Chris Paul. Like, I don't want them to play kind of the nice guy role here and and do the right thing for a legendary player at the end of his career and work out some sort of buyout if there are actually multiple teams, just say the Clippers and the Lakers, that might send something back. Now, the Clippers don't have anything that they can really deal with in the future. I mean, it would be great if they sent Terrence Mann back, but the Lakers have number 17 overall on Thursday night. You know, if they really want Chris Paul, um, I agree with you. He's never going to play here. I just this organization hasn't been super smart um, in recent years, and the Beal uh, situation is tr- truly one of the worst mismanaged situations by um, uh, by a team in a long time. But hopefully, this new brain trust—they've already gotten the go-ahead to deal Beal, which we didn't think would happen with without them. Um, I hope they they don't play you know, let's do him a favor and and help him get to where he wants to go. I mean, if they can get something back legitimately for him, they Uh, need it. Kevin, I've uh, went like 15 minutes, haven't talked any football, so I want to get your opinion on the commanders going into the season because they're 10-1 to to win the East, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But I am a fan of Sam Howell. Uh, We'll see how he looks. Eagles, plus 100. Cowboys, plus 175. The Giants, plus 600. Who would be your pick to win the division, and what are your expectations for the commanders this year? Well, I mean, nobody's repeated in the NFC East since 2003-2004, the McNabb Eagles. But I, I like the Eagles a lot this year. They're loaded uh, top to bottom. They're well coached. I don't know what to expect from Washington, honestly. I mean, there seems to be, you know, excitement over Sam Howell. For what reason? I don't know. He played in, for all intents and purposes, a preseason environment game at the end of the year. He's got a big arm. He should be more capable at the position than than anything they had last year 
Um, Taylor Heineke was a gamer, but he was limited in so many different ways, physically, uh, arm strength wise. But they, um, you know, right now the big news in D.C. and the only thing that really matters is that Dan Snyder is not going to be the owner anymore. We've 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 gone through a quarter century nightmare like no franchise has had to deal with, and this is the number one story by far and away in this city is that the franchise is going to get a, a new start and have a chance to finally be a normal functioning NFL franchise um, for the first time in 24 years. So um, I don't, you know, they should be really good defensively on the field. I mean, they are loaded defensively. Uh, John Allen and Deron Payne may be the best combination of interior defensive linemen in the league. They're both really good players Chase Young's a total mystery, um, but they should be really good defensively. They were a top 10-ish kind of defense last year, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're really good defensively again. It comes down to the quarterback. If they have one, they'll you know they'll push to win eight, nine, t- you know, ten games. If they don't, they'll probably win six or seven. Kevin, thanks so much, man, for giving us some time tonight. Enjoy the draft. Hopefully on Thursday. Hopefully you guys get a point guard or, uh, you know, somebody that didn't go to Wisconsin. Thanks so much. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Kevin Sheehan, you can catch him on the Team 980 right here in Washington, D.C. Really good stuff right there. What do you think the Wizards do? Uh, I think they have to get a point guard. The question is which one. Yeah. And so that's really what I wanted to know from him, which I don't feel like I got. Yeah. But you know how, who can really say what's going on in the head, in, in the minds of uh, Mr. Winger? I I feel like Casein Wallace has so much upside. Why do I think that? Uh, you know, you talk about a Kentucky kid who really wasn't being used at the point guard position until there was an injury. You have all these Kentucky players who have played so well yeah. right down the stretch, and they go to the NBA. They're undervalued in the draft, and all of a sudden they're superstars. You've got Bam Adebayo. You've got Tyrese Maxey. You've got Devin Booker. You've got uh, Emmanuel Quickly. I'm not saying Emmanuel Quickly is a superstar. you got Bam Adebayo. Hell like you have player. Shea yeah. Gilgis-Alexander, first-team All-NBA, who was the 11th pick in the 2018 draft. you got guys that are valuable because Calipari just doesn't use – these players in a way that maximizes what they can do in an NBA setting. Yeah. So if I'm the Wizards and I'm Michael Winger and I already I already struck gold with Shea, yeah. I'm going to take Casey Wallace. That's a really good point, too, because they don't really run anything at Kentucky. 